Welcome back to the Inspired Wild Podcast. This is the second part of this two-part series on who Matt Jackson is and, of course, the Colorado Bow Hunters Association and what we're doing with that. So let's jump right back into the conversation. So, so I want to take a step back now. Explain to the to the listeners, because I know what happened, and then I'll jump in here where, where my part comes in. But explain how you went from, okay, you're, you've been a member of CBA, you've got, you're still hunting kind of in the peripheral and still loving it, but the, then all of a sudden here you are, the editor <laughs> of, and a, and a board member now of the CBA. T- let, let's fill in those gaps. Do you want me to start from seven months ago or do you want me to give you some events that led up to it? Yeah, yes. I mean, perfect. Lay the groundwork. Yeah. So um, after my book became a number one bestseller, I was invited to do a ceremonial ringing of the New York Stock Exchange closing bell. Not once, but twice. Like some people don't even get to see that in real life in their entire career. I've seen it on Fox News. Yeah, I got it. Or, or Fox Business or whatever. <laughs> I'll show you the picture of me at the podium. That's it's awesome. pretty awesome. And then the very next year, um, our company, 401k Maneuver, was featured on the 60-foot-tall Jumbotron in the heart of Times Square at the NASDAQ. And our, my founding partner uh, gave a speech at the NASDAQ. Like, how amazing. You're just a, I'm a farm boy. Right, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just getting some real big love from the universe. Some, some testimonials I got or uh, compliments on my book that are published were some from some pretty heavy-hitting, very well-respected people. And um, had I was able to do some media appearances, um, Boston Institute of Retirement Research, among others. Um, and so, honestly, buddy, I was just clipping along. Um, we've been building this company, 401k Maneuver, to improve people's 401k performance for about three years. We're, we are blazing a trail new to our entire industry. And we're doing it in a way that would be mass repeatable so the masses can take advantage of it without having to meet with an advisor face-to-face. And, and so I was really deep in that. I'm still, it's my love, it's my passion. It's my way that I can disrupt the financial services industry. We are bringing personal financial advice to people's 401ks, which largely has not been done in our industry. And they can get it without ever having to meet with a financial advisor face to face. That's what's that's what's so cool. So I've been having a really good time with that. We've been getting a lot of love from my industry. Uh, I love the people in my industry because they're so dynamic. And here comes along this email from Mike Geary. Hey, we're looking for help from an editor. And I'm running like full throttle, Trevin. And that was, because I got that, I got an email too. (laughs) That was what, a year ago? Or was it seven months ago? I think the first one probably came a year ago. And then I got another one a couple months later. Hey, we're still looking for an editor, you know, and I'm having all of the success writing. I mean, I write for a living as a financial advisor. It's my primary thing. Right. Um, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I can fit it in. Well, first of all, it made you stop and think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've probably gotten some opportunities from other people or other businesses or whatever. And you're like, there's no way. Oh, yeah. So something about this, whether it be you were like, OK, I, I you know, I want to get more involved. Maybe you were seeing some of the things happening and wanting to get more involved. I met with Mike over a year ago 
at the ISC the last because last year they canceled it because of COVID. But the year before, I spoke at the International Sportsman's Expo in Denver, and I, after I finished speaking, I walked out. And Mike, they had this little corner booth, CBA. He was the only one there. He's handing out magazines, talking to people, and I had spoken previously that year as the keynote speaker at their banquet. So I'd gotten to know Mike, and and he, and he pulled me aside, and we had a forty-five minute long discussion about what what number one he asked me if i would help with the magazine but he asked me what do we need to do to increase our growth and i'm not going to go into all the things i i suggested to him because i think you and i would have been on the exact same page but i looked at it and i said heck no because i i looked at this mountain to climb Mm. The amount of time I spend, I work a full-time job, I produce Outback Outdoors, that's a full-time job, Mm -hmm. Um, and then family, so I got, and I just, you know, so to me it was too daunting. Mm -hmm. So then this email comes out, and you probably had more pause to go, hmm, than I did, because I had already had that discussion, and I had already said, I can't do it, I can't do it. So now take it from where, so here you are seven months ago, seven months ago, he sends a second email. Mm-hmm. And then a short time after that, a third email comes. And I remember exactly where I was standing. I was at my, in my office, at my desk. I was standing up, I was stand up desk. And I remember looking at the email and turning over my left shoulder and taking a deep breath going, if nobody's gonna help him, Jackson, you gotta help him, man. I love the CBA. I remember when I first came to Colorado in 95 and I saw my first CBA sticker on the back of somebody's truck and I was like, dude, how do I become a CBA member? And that, like that, uh, to be able just to say that I was a CBA member, not even to say that I was a board member or even volunteered, but just to say that I was a Colorado Bow Hunters Association member to me, had a lot of prestige a lot of power right and so that is what's pulling at my heart as i'm looking over my left shoulder out my i have a big sliding glass door in my office and i'm looking out that thing like trying to smell all the fresh air i'm like i turn around and i email mike hey i'm willing to have a discussion but i can't promise that it will go anywhere because i am really busy and I will not overpromise and underdeliver. I do not operate that way. And so, of course, he emails me back right away. Yeah, let's have a discussion. And he's a great guy. We just we lost a legend shortly after our, our chat. Yeah. So you met with him over the phone, mm-hmm. and 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 he explained kind of what they were looking for. Um, what what was your initial thought? Was your initial thought, wow, no this, way. Is, this is way too big. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. And it's a 32-page magazine. Um, although I have some chops at writing, I am a horrible artistic director. We pay people to do that. Right. I, I have no skill. <laughs> Zero. And I looked at that and I was just like, oh my goodness, like, what am I going to do? And so some of the questions I asked Mike was like, who's giving me the content? I'm a busy dude. We have 150 advisors, a huge staff, multimedia campaigns going on. We're pushing the envelope. We're innovating technology. We're forming relationships is, how am I going to do it, Mike? 
And he said, Matt, don't worry. It only takes Jeff Anderson, who's done a fantastic job with the CBA magazine. It only takes him about four hours a month because he gets a lot of participation from the board and from members. All he really does is a repository for information. And so, you know, we would just expect you to, you know, make sure the articles look good and all that stuff and and um, organize them and then we'll give you a template and and they kind of did and i had a meeting with the past editor jeff anderson and he did a phenomenal job of organizing things so i could see i never met jeff yeah he, um i know he he did it for like 10 years didn't he yeah a long time yeah he got a moose tag in 2020 and and uh i'm not sure how successful he was i can't remember because we've been so busy doing things it's just if it's not in front of my face i have a bad memory on some things side note we'll have to reach out to him ask mr anderson i hope he had a successful hunt but he was really excited good and he told me from square one when you start like i'm bouncing because i've got to train for this hunt and i totally understood you know i'm a big boy i can ask questions and i can look at the work that he's done in the past and um and so and he was probably ready to hand it off he was i mean 10 years that's a long time to volunteer to put you know a a a newsletter let alone a magazine together god bless him yeah yeah that's a lot of work yeah so i started i accepted the position and told my wife I, i need to find four hours every two months and um within the first week um I had another discussion with Mike because I had some questions about the magazine, and he said, um, "So you're a you're a number one best-selling author, huh?" I said, "Yeah." He said, uh, well, "What else do you do?" And so I explained to him, you know, the other businesses that I run, and uh, he said, "You know, can I get your advice on some things here at the CBA and how we might be able to reach some younger people and stuff?" And having coordinated you know, insurance benefits for the Colorado Bar Association, the Medical Society, and many others, I've seen firsthand how those professional organizations attract members. And one of the things that I was responsible for was enrolling their members who were interested in for uh, long-term care insurance to protect their assets when they age at a discounted rate that was provided by the association, amongst many other member benefits. You know, whether it was from rental cars to discounts on their professional clothes or professional services, they had discounts back in 2003, all, you know, on when I was working with them. And so I said, Mike, you know, there might be some simple things that we can provide to the members to, you know, uh, sweeten the sweeten the pot for them. And uh, that discussion turned into, hey, you know, we can provide more value. And being somebody's in the financial services world, um, we know that we can only keep clients if we provide them good value. Correct. And it's not what you did for me yesterday, it's what have you done for me today? Respectfully, that they deserve that, right? And so taking all those things that I've learned in, in business and how we cultivate our clients and how we cultivate and grow our community of followers and people that we engage, um, I thought if we could do that in the financial services world, which has a lower respect level than used car salesmen, meaning to onboard people to gain their trust is much more difficult than people who go, I love the outdoors. I love Colorado. And you know what? I love bow hunting. And oh my God, there's this thing called the CBA. I want in. They're begging to get in. 
when they know what the CBA does. And so I learned through writing the Retirement Dreammaker how to amplify voices, how to engage people and create momentum online, like all of your social media influencers. And so I said, hey, Mike, you know, we, I could bring some chops that I've learned in the business world and the financial services world, digital marketing world, copywriting. If the CBA has the manpower, I got the know-how, but I don't have the manpower. I don't have the time to hold tickets respectfully. I don't have time to sell. I just don't. But I can help people understand how to pull it off and great with great success. And he was interested, you know, because he uh, cares deeply about the CBA. And um, we had a meeting with the board and the board thought, wow, you know, this is pretty cool um, that we might have an opportunity to do this. And um the same time you know we were faced with some really tough decisions as a as a as an association because of covid the cba was not able to hold their annual fundraising events many of them and like every single other organization just about out there that hit them really hard when i say them i'm speaking like as a whole not just right. the cba i'm speaking about as a whole and whatever hits hard means to anybody that's individual for each association i'm not implying the cba was you know hurting where they were going to go nothing they were just um we need to raise more money so we can help more more access do the things that we want We've got prop 114 that we re need to raise awareness about that costs money right right so i was down i'm in for trying to help any, in any way that I can to raise money for the CBA so we can go provide more access to everybody that's coming nationwide to Colorado to hunt and to experience the mountains of Colorado. And, um, you know, the board had a really tough decision because of COVID to, it's expensive to print a magazine, Trevin. It's expensive to produce a magazine. Even having Jeff Anderson as a volunteer, it's not cheap. No, no, it's not. And the the board had the most difficult decision, as I understand it, in the history of the board that they can recently remember regarding discontinuing print temporarily and going to digital. And um, we made the decision, you know, in order to not have to make some drastic moves um to go digital and i'm proud to say that you know i was able to bring some technology that made it possible and hope and inspiration and vision and um i tell you what i have to back up on the story because i would never would have gotten this far <laughs> hadn't been after the very first conversation i had with mike yuri the very first person um before i accepted the position with mike I knew I couldn't do this alone because it was a, just a mountain for me, the way that I wanted to do it, right? Under promise and over deliver on everything that I do. You're going to expect A, I'm going to give you A plus. Right. And so the very first call was to our mutual friend, Craig Steinhauer. And I said, hey, Craig, I'm thinking about accepting this position as the editor for the Colorado Bowhunters Association. Do you think Trevin Stolzfus might help me, man? He goes, well, 
why don't you call him and ask him? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, buddy, um, we've always had just a a good amount of respect from each other for each other since the moment we met. And, and then, you know, I've always admired you from afar. I'm not a TV watcher, um, but I've always admired your, your tenacity and following your passion, right? The whole thing about my book, right? Life and no regret. Not a lot of guys have your grit to follow your path and, and doing what you're doing. Outdoor adventure, photography, and hunting. I mean, that has got to be one of the toughest things. Woo, that's tough. Yeah. Um, I don't think people really understand how difficult it is to do that. And that's not, okay. Not to do it well. Right. Yeah. I do, which is why you're top of mind. Because what I've learned um, from having visited, you know, the heart of Times Square and being at that level to be recognized is that if you want to put out a good product, you have to be surrounded by good people. And I have a proven track record. I know you had a proven track record. You have a proven track record. Nothing, nothing less than that was acceptable for me. And had you not said, yeah, man, I'm in, which you didn't right away. No, you thought about it. And I respect that any wise, successful business person wouldn't, would think about it. And, uh, and that gave me hope, you know, like, uh, that you're even interested. Well, the only, the only, oh, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> uh, the only reason I was interested, I can honestly say the only reason I was interested was because you were doing it. I knew to do it alone, the way I work, it would be 40 hours a week. I knew if you did it with me and we worked in our strengths, and the reason it would take me 40 hours a week is because the majority of my time would be gobbled up in stuff that I don't like to do but needs to be done. And because I don't like it and I'm probably not very good at it, that would dominate my time more as if I could work in my strength as the art director, as the, the guy who's, you know, basically taking something and making it look aesthetically pleasing and building adventures. I knew I could do that pretty quick. Um, so really that was where it came. Your strengths and my strengths, um, offset each other. And, you know, uh, I think one of the first things I said is, look, I don't want to be, tied up in meetings Mm -hmm. um you know i i want to be able to do what i do and i don't need accolades i don't need anything i just let i want to be involved but i want to work in my strength because that's where i can give the most and uh um i wouldn't have again i wouldn't have given any more thought than when mike asked me to do it had you not been saying here here's what i'm thinking of doing here's where you would plug in or and actually you didn't really even tell me where I would plug in you asked me where I felt like I wanted to plug in and then I was able to share that with you and we saw that we didn't that we overlapped a little bit but just enough for synergy to to take place there and um you know I don't believe things happen for by coincidence I think God has a hand in it and Mm -hmm. the fact that we already had a solid friendship and a respect for mutual respect for each other that's kind of how it unfolded Mm -hmm. and since then i don't know that we really knew what we were getting into (laughs) but even if we knew i think we would have probably both been okay with it because of who we are we're stubborn bow hunters 
yeah. we're passionate yeah and and you know now here looking back and I, I i you know anything i don't care if it's your jujitsu my wrestling uh, your shot process, shooting a bow, I don't care what it is. Sometimes you have to take a step back and kind of clear everything off and, and, and reassemble and, and look at it from a different point of view. The good thing we had is all we had was a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a huge advantage for us going in there. And what we did was we didn't look at, at taking over the magazine. We didn't look at just tweaking the website. We looked at redesigning it from a blank canvas and disrupting it in in a way, yes, and 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 mixing it all up, and then pulling out and saying, okay, what's important here, and sifting through the minutia so that we could get to the 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 diamonds that were that would that we have uh, the, the 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 kernels of wisdom, the the amazing stories, the amazing imagery um, and then make it simple you mm. mentioned earlier technology and and we've had some pushback with some older uh, members um, just uncomfortable with some technology and I think because of the draw uh, the amazing uh, phoenix rising out of the ashes so to speak mm -hmm. the excitement that's come around what we've done in the first issue um and now working on the second issue i think we that excitement won over some of those people i mean let's be honest we had members that were becoming members that didn't even have email addresses mm -hmm. and in a, a, you know a crm nowadays what do you have to have to be in there your main contact point is a, is an email address so we kind of had to bring some people up to speed and with any muscle that's growing it has to be broken down first in order for growth to happen and we've seen a little bit of that but i think everything's been good and at least from my perspective and you can speak to this from your own personal perspective but from my perspective the idea that we could step into this role and whether out of stubbornness or 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 knowing what the final product is going to look like and just hold on you're going to like it just hold on you're going to like it you know kind of we, we kind of just push through hopefully didn't bulldoze but we did push through to to get to where we wanted and of course the result I think has been phenomenal, you know, phenomenal. We we did, I think we're learning. I think there's some, even in the second magazine, we, we, we missed a few things. But what we missed, we just didn't have the assets for. And we're going to develop those. You know, the idea to have departments, the idea to have features that are going to be in every magazine like, we need to have that liaison, that CPW liaison. We need to have that legislative uh sneak peek at what's going on on the legislative la layer and we talked earlier before the podcast started about guys like westmore west mendez mendez mm -hmm. west mendez and joey brown studs yeah we have uh, you know henry mm -hmm. yeah, ferguson. henry ferguson yep. is our pr guy mm -hmm. and um apollo garcia apollo Tre Gar our treasure campbell yeah Gerald i mean we Rasmussen. just i mean there's we, so many there's, amazing people we have such a great 
you know, I'm talking to Craig on the phone the other day, and he's at that juncture where he knows he's been doing it a long time. And I think he's excited at the idea of somebody young, young, a younger individual, man or woman, whatever, coming up where he could step to mentor them. And, um, and that's what we need to do. We need to stuff that pipeline mm-hmm. uh, for leadership, but we need to stuff that pipeline of members. We need to start drawing that. So to that point, you made some really strong, you, you gave some light to a, a lesson that I don't want to pass by. So for anybody that's listening, you know, pay attention to this is um, the synergy that you and I have, um, I think comes from what you said earlier regarding you're like me. You don't, you don't have an ego. You don't need accolades. Listen, you've been published. I've been published. You've had millions of views. I'm sure I'm pretty close to there. Like, I don't need it. I'm doing it for the love. Right. And oftentimes I've seen in the boardroom in the snake pit, you get alpha personalities in there who are successful. They won't give an inch and nothing happens because those gears don't mesh mm-hmm. and it is a painful horrible slow death to watch and nobody wins Mm -hmm. and the lesson for everybody listening to this podcast thinking back about you know your excitement talking about how we form this partnership how we work together is that it really takes number one mature people that don't have an ego who have a common goal who don't mind sharing number one responsibility because they'll be able to take on what they really love to do it's really tough for a lot of people to um, share their knowledge without ego. It's really tough to um, respect to the CBA for allowing us to do what we are doing with the magazine. That takes a lot of trust. Respect for them, even though we had to push a little bit for them to be patient. And that's part of the lesson is that's what makes great organizations. And we're talking about trying to find more members and more volunteers for the CBA. And anybody who's interested is going to be a part of a dynamic people because there's more people like you and I who are only there for the greater good, who are there to share their knowledge, who are there to make other people look even better than themselves. And that's the lesson I really want to just make sure that we don't gloss over because it took me, buddy, more than a decade to learn the value of that. Because as an athlete, like I'm a charger, right? And I'm sure I made my fair share of mistakes of not playing nicely with others just because I had a vision and I'm a, I'll work hard. And maybe I outworked people because I didn't trust them enough to give away responsibility to do mm-hmm. things. And in this situation with you, I have nothing but trust. I mean, how many times have I, have you heard me say, that's your deal, man. Like I trust you on that. Go for it. You don't need to ask me and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I, I, I think it works too because of our mutual respect for each other. Um, knowing that I have all the freedom in the world to say, no, that's a, that's a silly idea. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, why? And then I say, well, here's right. And you're like, oh, and then I say something and you're like, well, you know, research shows. And then you're like, oh, okay. And all of a sudden it's not, it's not an ego. We check our ego at the door and here we are sitting in this, uh, my office 
you know, sometimes till 11 o'clock on a, every Thursday night mm -hmm. going through this because the excitement isn't the fact that it has any association with us. The excitement of it is I can just imagine when people open up their mail the first time they get this newly redesigned. That's I'm excited. I mean, mm -hmm. I, that's what makes me think of of what we're doing this and then the idea of the broader picture and we can't forget the broader picture which is with numbers comes power with mul multiple numerous uh, a multitude of voices is much more is louder than 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 mine and yours or maybe the you know uh, 1500 2000 2500 cba members it's louder Mm -hmm. So we need to grow this group of like-minded individuals. If they want to know what we're about, we put it. Mm -hmm. the, the, you know, all the bullet points are there of what the mission or the CBA stands for. It's there. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know any bow hunters in my circle that wouldn't want to be a part of it mm -hmm. because it's for the greater good. You have a daughter. I have a daughter. People have kids. Maybe they have grandkids. We want them to have as many if not more opportunities to to do this you know along saying that looking back on part of my decision process i think what maybe answer the call of that third email was i think a lot of this discussion with prop 114 and having watched the wolf reintroduction into idaho and having my own father be excited about it and then to realize five years later it was a horrible mistake because he lives really close to where they dropped him off um and seeing all that I thought, I am sick and tired of our people getting kicked in the teeth. Our people getting demonized. When I say our people, our bow hunters, you know, we're sportsmen. If it wasn't for us, much of what's provided in Colorado for hiking, for mountain biking, for a lot of other stuff, would not, there wouldn't be access without the CBA mm -hmm. and all the work that they've done. Mm -hmm. And then, now we add in all the hunters that come in here and all the billions of dollars that they bring in revenue to the state of Colorado that they pay for trail upkeep and access and toilets and parking. However, most people that don't hunt don't pay those mm -hmm. fees, right? And I um sick and tired of people who don't know anything about the out of doors and wildlife conservation and management telling me that they know better. I'm not down with that right. anymore. Right. And my driving force that will always anchor me regarding all of the work that we do together is to produce the most engaging product that when people pull it out of their mailbox and they open it up and see that cover photo that you work on, they want to lick it and they don't <laughs> want to put that thing down. And they, right. they look at it and they feel it and they go, Hey, buddy, come over here and check this out. Hey, give this to your friend. And all of a sudden, four people are looking at that magazine, and we grow our base significantly. And all those people we motivate to stop taking it in the teeth. Our bow hunters are good people, man. Yeah. Our doors people, our Coloradans are good people. Yeah. And we got a lot of people coming to the state trying to tell our people how to run it. That makes me a little bit um, energized. Yeah, for sure. I think one of my motivating forces was that I have been a peripheral CBA member. And in the past, I have uh, 
been able to experience some of the success um, success that we've had because of the CBA, you know, success by very broad shoulders mm-hmm. of former CBA members that did the work. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm experiencing some of that. And now in a time of need, I need to step up. And that's where I felt I couldn't do it by myself. But I felt, you know, I, you and I do much more than four hours every couple months. <laughs> we don't even do four hours a week. We probably do, but it, uh, that doesn't matter. I logged it one month. I Did won't you? say it on. Yeah, don't. But you don't need you to. Would, your eyes would be saucer well, place. But it, it, we're learning. Second but it. we're learning too. And we we literally redesigned a magazine this year. I mean, like we're already we're two weeks out of our deadline, and we're we're not worried because we've already laid the groundwork for where we're going. Mm-hmm. And last, even though the, the, you know, the March, April issue, which was our first one was a digital only, it would have been a phenomenal print. I mean, it wouldn't. So we know the template now we've built it. Now we're just going to plug and play and make it and, and rearrange. So I feel really confident. We've already got so many outs. We have a strong lineup for this issue. And, um, I had someone mention to me the other day, don't you think you're going to run out of stuff? And, and my, my, my response to him was, no, here's why. We're, gonna, we're going to pull the top off of this geyser because once they see it, they're going to want to be a part. And I'm hoping that we're just like, we're just flooded, which I think will happen. We're going to be flooded and we're going to pick the cream of the crop that's going to go in the magazine. And then we have this beautiful website. We can now archive these other stories that maybe don't make it in the magazine. We don't want to make being in the magazine an upper echelon or an elite, but we also want to make it very special. Mm -hmm. So we want the cream of the crop. Mm -hmm. We want, when you open that, we want you to lick the cover and read it from top to bottom from front to back. So let me ask you a question for people that are listening to this, you know, uh, in your vision, what would be a qualifying issue? Cause we're not having professional writers. These are all homegrown people writing their own stories. Right. Same thing we do have some industry members. people. Sure. We do have some industry people that are writing, but we're not going out paying professional writers to submit stories. Exactly. On, for, for, uh, you're right. We, the, we want these to be, homegrown Colorado bow hunters or so, not necessarily even just Colorado. We, we're not against publishing somebody from somewhere else, but yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So uh, what would be your criteria is like, mm, we've got the a team or we've got the magazine and we've got the website. Cause you know, an idea uh, for folks that aren't in the magazine because they don't meet the criteria that you're going to share with them right now. Um, we have a, an online magazine. So we have an A and a B, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we, we may have enough content in a year that we could respectfully honor the people who took the time to write an article, but maybe they didn't get in for a reason that didn't cut your or my make the bar. So let's share with some people what we th- might think, you know, would be something that would not uh, be that would prevent somebody from being in the magazine. OK, let's use two variables. Let's use two bow hunters. Uh, similar adventure, one gets in, one doesn't. One one submits, we put him on the website. One submits, he's f- featured in the magazine, or she. What's the difference? 
they both got to tell a story, okay, uh, straight across the board. You got to be able to write. Uh, we're going to edit some, but we're not going to tell your story for you. So as you write, remember these things. You have senses. Now, you're not going to be able to necessarily make someone smell the magazine. Well, you will because it'll, it'll have a f- smell of a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we want you to give us a sense. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? Okay. Engage as many of the senses as you can in the telling of this. This is Adventure Writing 101. Okay. This is, I learned in sixth grade in creative writing. Okay. Tell us your adventure. Okay. So let's just say those two things are very similar. In that regard, what makes the difference? Photo support. Stunning photos. So, we want good, what we call grip and grins. Okay, that's your trophy photo. That's that's with the animal. You're you're celebrating the culmination of all the work that led up to it. We have lifestyle. What I mean by lifestyle or camp, camp style, whatever different terms. It's it's the environment. You're setting the tone of the hunt. So that 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 might be you filling up your your uh, Nalgene and using your steri pen or, or or dropping your iodine tablets or or pumping your water. Okay, a shot of that, uh, um, a shot of uh, you you got blisters and your boots are off. It's that feel. It's that sense. That lifestyle. Okay, the third landscape. Okay, what kind of country are you hunting in? It's picturesque. I mean, what do we dream about? We dream about early mornings, sunsets, glassing, all of these things. Set the scene, okay? Then I think the other thing that's just a super bonus is is animal shots. Uh, with these phone scopes and stuff we have with binoculars and tripods, on, or spotting scopes, you know, on tripods, you can you know, get some get some photo support of some some of the critters in your area. I'm not asking you to to carry a huge freaking you know camera like we do out in the woods, you know, with a two to six hundred millimeter zoom lens. Or, I mean, no, I'm not asking you to do that. But the phones that we have in our hands right now, when I was the research editor for Eastman's Hunting Journal, the the actual camera I carried out in the field to take photos um, those two I'm looking at two Eastman covers on my wall I took both those photos the camera I took those photos with is not as high quality a camera as what's in my iPhone isn't that amazing and that's crazy and that was in 2002 2003 with Cameron Haynes and Guy (laughs) Eastman when I took those photos so you have well I don't have a camera yeah you do so uh, the other thing you need to do is, is if you want to do that is research a little bit. There's so many good YouTube and, and Google taking photos with your iPhone so that your settings are correct, that you're not shooting in JPEG, you're shooting in RAW. You're, I mean, there's all these different things. So we get these high-res images. Even if you don't know how to edit that great, I can make a photo pop as long as I have a RAW. As long as I have a RAW. And if I can't do it, Dustin, mm-hmm. Garrett, I got lots of guys that can take something and make something amazing. Mm-hmm. So that the difference I'm going to really underline if I was doing this in a in a on a website or an article is I'm underlining or highlighting in in orange or or yellow, fluorescent yellow, 
photo support mm-hmm. is key. If you write a good compelling story and you have good photo support, that's that blows it out of the water. So with that, I would just encourage everybody who has any aspirations uh, to be published with their story to have a plan when you go out in the field, just like, you know, I, I write a list out of all my gear for all my adventures and I check it once and twice. I pack and repack and you should make try to make your photography intention a part of that checklist. Yes. So, um, you know, I have an engineering financial mind, so I'm very, you know, linearly thinking checklists work great for me. Other people, they just drive them crazy. Uh, for me, they're very efficient. And so even I have a daily kind of routine that I do. And if you're that type of person that is out having your adventures, whether it's for a date hunt or a three day hunt or a 14 day wilderness hunt, have that intention to follow Trevin's advice on the four types of photos that you need to be taking and how to write. I think it'll make your adventure, your adventure experience better because uh, when I do meditation, uh, I clear my mind and, and, and get the fullest of every single sense before I go on to do what I want to do. All the smells I can smell, everything I can hear, every piece of every wisp of wind going over my skin, the temperature difference, the taste in my mouth, everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I know from the, the appreciation I have for being out in the wilderness, you know, we can get, be behind a piece of glass looking for animals for hours on end, but nothing beats sometimes sitting back and just taking it all in mm-hmm. and really appreciating it. And that's the time when you snap your photo. That's the time when you mentally know, like, I need to remember this feeling. Right, right. And that's the key. Yep. So I think those are really important. Um, You know, uh, I just did that podcast with Aaron and and Frank at Kafaru, and Aaron and I were kicking around the idea of of doing some more stuff on how to take photos, some practical applications. Um, We did a uh, seminar, I was telling you this on the phone, we did a uh, seminar the the year that I was a keynote speaker at the CBA banquet up here in Fort Collins. I think it was... 2019 I, I can't remember it was either 18 or 19 um no because they they didn't have it in 19 they did not have it in 2019 because of covid right so it was 18 mm-hmm. it was the year before so anyway um i uh we did a seminar on on backcountry photography and i did a, a little portion on video because people like to video their hunts sometimes too and that was a little high end because we explained what we used but i'd like to do one on okay who has a you know sitting in a room who has an iphone who has a, a samsung who has a you know all that you can, everybody's going to raise their hand mm-hmm. and then the idea of understanding what you have in your hand and how can you utilize mm-hmm. that so i think that's important um yeah I, I think that's real important. And that is a way somebody could say, okay, I'm going to do this. Here's the other thing that we didn't mention. Let's say you, you, you don't necessarily want to be in the magazine. If you'll do this, you have a way to connect to that memory mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. So it's not just documenting to, to try and get your 15 minutes of fame or whatever, which 
uh, I'm not saying that being in our magazine is going to get you anywhere, <laughs> but what it will do is it will, um, I mean, it's a feather in a cap. I think it's pretty special, but what, but what you, by documenting it in, in this same way, it will be a tr something you can treasure. Heck, so, heck, maybe your kids, maybe your grandkids could, could read it, look at those later on. It's definitely a way that you can document your hunting heritage. That, if, if, if you don't want to submit, that's fine. But I still suggest you try this. Because if you do, and then you have this amazing hunt, and then you go back and you look at it and you're like, I do have a pretty cool story to tell. You have all the assets. You just got to write it. Mm -hmm. So it's a great point. I had an interesting conversation with one of our longtime uh, business advertisers and members, Nathan Anderson, mm -hmm. one of three men in the entire country to do the super slam. And he did it with a traditional bow. Amazing. And so uh, I gave a call down to him because we had to talk about some work stuff and uh, uh, really humble guy. And uh, I hopped on the internet to find out a little bit more about him and what I learned about Mr. Anderson. Uh, not only is he one of the best bow hunters to walk the planet, spent a lot of time bow hunting, but he did something really smart that you're talking about. When he got back from his adventures, he would write an article. He would film himself so he could share it with his friends. And I look back on that, I'm like, how smart is that man for doing mm -hmm. that? We recently got two and a half feet of snow in Colorado over a weekend my wife and i pulled out our wedding two weeks we uh, got married in jamaica and i carried around a video camera and took 10 hours of video let me tell you people were so aggravated that i would just walk around with it on my shoulder but guess what 18 years later this year we pulled that thing out and we're like that was the most fun we had while it was snowing like crazy here in colorado watching mm -hmm. remembering things that we totally forgot mm -hmm. and i told my wife probably three or four times you see all you guys were giving me a hard time about being on my camera and now look at it we got all this great stuff so to your point about you know um recording your hunts you will not regret it you will not regret it it'll be a fun exercise you'll learn about yourself oh yeah oh yeah you'll learn a lot about yourself yeah yeah and and i think it's something you can reconnect with and it'll make you a better bow hunter mm -hmm. yeah that's for sure I, I think it's great we are we've got a big adventure ahead of us i mean we're just getting started and you know we've got goals that we've set just because of who we are and we've got holes we gotta fill because that's what the CBA needs. And uh, we need more people. Mm -hmm. We need more people that are going to step up and say, I believe in this mm -hmm. and I want to be a part of it. And um, there's more to the CBA than a cool magazine, a cool website, and a sticker on your back window. Um, it's, it's more of a commitment um, to stand up and be recognized. Um, as a majority, or not, not necessarily as a majority, that's not the right word, as a multitude, uh, more than one, as a, as, a, as a group of individuals whose rights we want to uh, protect and perhaps even um, increase. Um, uh, we, we have a position here that's, that, that is very important. And the problem with where we're at right now is if we don't realize how important this is, it's going to be too late. It will be too late. Just like spring bear hunting, mm -hmm. 
we lost spring bear hunting because there were a few hunters that were like, well, I don't bear hunt. And then the next thing you know, the people that were pushing for spring bear to be gone because they didn't want, and I'm doing my little quotes, bears killed. Now you look at it and there are more bears or at least the same amount of bears killed. Actually, there's probably more because the population has exploded and they're having to to kill more nuisance bears. And what they didn't win because they lost, number one, they lost the economic boost that comes from the hunting of the bears, the licensed purchases of the bear hunting. They lost the conservation effect that comes with it. If you have a box and that is your ecosystem, only so many bears can survive in that ecosystem in a healthy way that doesn't put people or the bears in harm's way. And now because we stopped hunting, we're, we're expanding that box and now bears are getting killed and put in a ditch, literally buried by a backhoe. Their meat is not utilized, which it would 100% be utilized by hunters. Their hides are not, they're not enjoyed or uh, factored as a trophy because they're buried. Whereas if a hunter took it, that would be something hanging on his wall he would be proud of or she would be proud of. So we've lost all these factors. Yet the people that push that through think they've won. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear the, the, the mass media talking about the other side of the coin now. Here we are past, what, 10 years? I don't know how many years it's been since we've ha- had spring bear hunting. Um, we're past that. And they still think they've won and they want to move on to the next thing. But yet there's statistics there saying, God, the bears are still dying. Mm-hmm. The difference is we're not able to play a part in that mm-hmm. to actually help with the conservation, to help with the economics, to you know all of these factors. We just didn't get organized to stop that. Now here we have wolves. We're going in the same set. We've got to come together and... If we want to come over here and, hey, let's start this team and we're going to do this. Well, we don't need to start a team. We've already got a huge, great base. Join our team. We're on the same page. And if you think something we're doing is different, speak up. Mm -hmm. We're intelligent. If you present an intelligent, articulate argument, we will listen. And if it has merit, it will be considered. So one of the things that... I, I hope to do with all sportsmen's in Colorado via the Colorado Bow Hunters Association is to amplify our voice. A skill that I've studied a lot the last decade is how to amplify messages and voices via social media. And from my perspective, I've watched uh, anti-hunters and who I would consider not even environmentalists use digital techniques to usurp a massive amount of people, one voice. And I'll give you a really good example. Uh, In one of the magazines that I subscribe to, uh, they helped the readers to understand that Tim Ferriss was a very good tipping point for getting Prop 114 passed in Colorado. And he really, um, um, I don't think really took it very seriously when I read this story. Um, he kind of had it as a challenge to his readers, like, hey, any money you raise, I'll throw in the same. And he has a big community. 
all over the world. And um, through through his effort, through him just saying throwing down the gauntlet. Now, who's Tim Ferriss? Tim Ferriss Explain. wrote the Four Hour Work Week. Okay. And many and a couple other uh, uh, self help books. Okay, so he's it's number one best selling author. He's got a huge following in social media. Is an influencer. People want to be able to work four hours, right? Right. So, um, one man, one man, in my opinion, was a big part of the tipping point for prop 114 in Colorado. Some of the skills that I've learned, uh, through my businesses and social media, amplifying voices. I want to use those same techniques to amplify our voice of true conservation and wildlife management for their protection, for their value, um, in a very powerful way. Right. And when you say we're just getting started, brother, we're just getting started. Right. I, I feel more passion about promoting our values as hunters and what we value. Um, the people that I hang around, there's no bloodlust there. We hunt for food. We hunt because we love being outside. And there were a lot of years that I didn't harvest any animals, but I still went out on my adventures and I would always tell my wife, the adventure was way worth more than the harvest. Trust me, I miss the harvest, but the adventure is where it's at. And if we don't have access, we don't have clean water in Colorado, and we don't have clean land in Colorado, and we don't manage our wildlife properly, like, those all go away. And the CBA is a huge part of that voice. And you brought up a very good point, which was when we all stand together, we're much mightier. And I had an interesting conversation with somebody who I deeply respect Tom Clum Sr. Uh, told me when I, he was one of the first people I asked about, you know, becoming an editor. And he said, if you decide to do that, I would love to see you bring all sportsmen's group in Colorado together and unite about, uh, unite about what is threatening what we love to do. And he kind of challenged me, you know, he crossed his arms and he just kind of gave me that stare as time will do. And because I have so much respect for him, um, you know, it was one of the things that I wanted to focus on and you're an integral piece to that. The CBA is an integral piece to that. Um, Wes Mendez and Joey Brown have done a, an unbelievable job as well as some other folks at the Paul Navarro is re-involved re and, and helping out with what's going on with Prop 114 and raising the bar of awareness. You know, back in the day, I found out that the CBA had a sub newsletter to the Colorado Bowhunter magazine and it was called the anchor point and the anchor point was really just kind of eight and a half by 11 two sides to just send out to members about what was going on in the legislative uh, part of our state and it was a very successful tool that the CBA used to keep the members involved and so uh, Wes Mendez is a guy who's really fired up and very engaged and understands the legislative game like I have not experienced He's a very intelligent man. And um, I think we're going to be able to fire that anchor point back up for our members. So they're awesome. more uh, engaged with what's going on. And Wes is so smart when he uncovers what's going on. Uh, the tactics that people are introducing anti hunting or access plans to he not only uncovers it, and sees the strategy that they're using, but he's sharing with the Colorado Bow Hunters Association 
SCI, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, and a few other organizations here in Colorado, what we should be doing to be engaged, like suggesting. And that's powerful because I think from my perspective, I hope I'm not wrong, Trevin. I think we have a lot of people in Colorado who are poised on the edge of their seat, willing to jump in with an email or attend an event, be a proud CBA member, but they're waiting for the direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, energy without direction is nothing. Right. It's one of the skills that I learned in business, you know, was just direction and focus and how to get people, how to number one, stay on the same team and, and have that single-minded focus, but more importantly, how to build momentum and amplify and, and help people understand like what they're doing really matters and something's being done about it. We recently had a, um, a small ex- uh, uh, victory here, sports people, men and women in Colorado, there was an anti-trapping ban petition that was going toward to the CPW recently. And the sportsmen in Colorado joined together and provided testimony to the CPW board and convincingly the board unanimously would not hear the petition. That's a huge victory for us as sportsmen. And it's a true point that when we all band together, I think we're pretty tough to beat. Right. We're good people. We've got science. We've got a proven track record of successful animal wildlife management conservation in Colorado. We're, we're a shiny example for the world on how to, how to do it, how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And to me, and I hope to other people that are listening to this, it's offensive when others come in and say we're doing it wrong. You mean we've been doing it wrong the last 70 years? Is that what you mean? We went from 1,200 elk at one point in Colorado to over almost a quarter of a million? You mean that wrong? Yeah. I don't understand. I love walking around the high country and seeing calving going on. And, you know, from a distance, you're not disrupting the animals, but I love, you know, walking around Colorado and seeing wildlife all over the place, cutting tracks everywhere you go, finding game trails, all that stuff. You mean that was wrong? I see a lot of success in that. And it's worth fighting for. For sure. No doubt. No doubt. And I think that's where we're headed. It's a little bigger picture than just putting together a magazine. <laughs> but for our little our little portion where we're at, I think we can be, we might be the first initial you know, they say first, you can't ever make your a second first impression, right? You, you, we might be the first impression to somebody mm-hmm. of the CBA. You got it. And that's what goes through my mind every time I look at whether it be, how do I format this article? What do we want to do here? Why do we want to do a two-page spread just showcasing some of the amazing photographers that we have in this area? Why? Because I want people to go, wow. You got it. You nailed it. So that's where we're headed. And that is Mm -hmm. what fires me up. We have a distinct advantage, I think, over other magazines out there. Uh, We're a volunteer run organizations supported by our members. We don't have any have-tos regarding advertising. Uh, I look through magazines all the time 
in the industry and outside of the industry. I'm in financial, in the financial world, but I'm in the DIY, fix it world, everything. Right. And I see some magazines, Trevin, that it's all about the ads. And it's so ad heavy, you can't even look at it. And right. I think our advantage is um, putting, bringing back the centerfold mm-hmm. and bringing back beautiful, adventurous images of all over the place in Colorado. Mm-hmm. We don't have to meet an advertising budget ever. Right. We don't have to. Right. And our whole goal is to get as many people into the CBA as possible so we can raise more money to support the things that we do and help people learn how to be bow hunters. The amount of people that are coming into our sport is staggering. They need help from the best bow hunters in the world right here in Colorado. And you and I are in a distinct advantage to be able to provide that information for relatively free, 30 bucks a year. And, and literally think about the the with the connectors the you know I, I look at myself as being a connector I can take that guy who is just starting to bow hunt and I can put him with Phil Mendoza to fine tune what his accurate true accurate shooting range is to understand how to ethically be able to know I can't take that shot or I can take that shot. I I can put him with a, a Aaron or Frank and and listen to how can I afford to be able to bow hunt. You know what 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 do I go cheap on? What do I go expensive on? I can afford to or I can, I have the privilege of saying you know if you're in northern Colorado here you can go to to archery. Uh, you know, if, uh, something like Rocky Mountain Archery with with Stuart King, and mm-hmm. or if he's in the Springs, Bill Pellegrino, or in Denver, you know, you've got uh, you know, no no limits. You know, you know, I can connect them to these people because you know what? If you shoot Hoyt, <coughs> I'm getting so excited. I'm choking myself. If you shoot a Hoyt, you shoot a Matthews, you shoot a Parker, you shoot. I don't care what you shoot. It's we're all on the same team Mm -hmm. and um the idea is maximize our enjoyment and fulfillment because it's going to make it's going to it's going to satisfy our soul that's that's it i mean honestly why do we bow hunt i bow hunt to fill my soul amen i bow hunt to fill that adventure for uh the places that I could, you know, the Louis L'Amour books I used to read, Tarzan, all of these things. My mind always went to these wild places. Mm-hmm. Why do I bow hunt? I bow hunt for the adventure. Amen. So, yeah. Well, dude, we've been talking almost two hours. So I think we will sign off. Um, Colorado Bowhunting hunt, bow org is the website. Yep. Colorado Bowhunting org. If you're not a member. You need to become one. If you love bow hunting and you've ever had an inkling of hunting in Colorado, but you live in wherever, you can still become a member. If you're in Colorado, you should be a member. Let your voice be heard. Protect what we have. And then lastly and surely not least, if you care about the sport of bow hunting in Colorado and having it for the next generation, you need to be a member. And it's dirt cheap for what it offers um yeah check it out uh, instagram 
Facebook, Colorado Boners Association. Uh, yeah, if you uh, if you need to get a hold of Matt or I, um, you know you can you can get a hold of us through instant message, either Facebook or or uh, or IG, mm-hmm. and and Henry will send those over to us. Um, or you can email me, trevinstoltzfus at gmail.com, common spelling. We we just finished up talking about um, wanting to get people more involved in the CBA. And I just wanted to encourage everybody, like, you're going to learn a lot. When you come here to the CBA, the people that we have on the board are so dynamic. You're not only going to learn how to be a better bow hunter, but you're going to learn about things in our legislature. You're going to think you're going to learn things about how to work on a team with people from all over the state. And you're going to really learn what it really takes to be the Colorado Bow Hunting Association to provide access, give you a greater, deep, deeper appreciation. And we're looking for everybody, everybody from anywhere in Colorado, any walk of life. We want you to be involved. For sure. And and remember, we have our local regional reps, all of this stuff. But this, it depends on you in your neighborhood, in your house, in your city, in your area. Grassroots, man. This is how we're going to change this. Guys, thanks. As always, I'm going to just tell you, God bless. And, and we need you. We need you to be a part of this. This is a passion of mine. Um, as you guys have followed this podcast, uh, my whole idea is to inspire others to seek out their wild places and enjoy them, fill their soul. That's why it's called the Inspired Wild Podcast. God bless, and we will see you down the trail. Trevin, thanks for having me on. You got it, buddy.